mercy prevails over my wrath. Welcome back to Squawking Dead. Over the course of two plus seasons, we've sat through the torture porn that is The Walking Dead. We've gone through all the lows and even lower lows, and just when we thought we could feel no lower, we found a lower than low level that would rival Milton. The payoff along the way is that we've reached moments where we find ourselves sympathizing with the devil and learn that all angels can fall, repeatedly. And some will continue to fall well into season nine, while others sprout wings and glide on over to fear The Walking Dead, choosing neither hither nor thither. And even though it uses it on the surface, what really gets me about this show has always been its ability to transcend the trope of good guy versus bad guy and show us that God and the devil is inside us all. And that when we're brought into a world where all our limits are tested, we find out who we really are eventually. And mostly what I've learned is that we're really all the same. Some of us hide behind our ethos to protect us from having to get our hands dirty and take responsibility for our own lives and safety. Others fake it until they make it, in whatever way possible. And not just for themselves, but for the people they love. The best of us, though, deal with the world as it is. They struggle the most and behoove themselves to come to terms with their actions while taking responsibility for others. And when you're living in a world with no real rules, with people who mimic the very chaos that comes for us all, that is no small feat. At the end of the day, these people will inherit the world world because they beat it on its unreasonable terms. I try not to kid myself into thinking I'm that kind of person. If I'd like to think so, then maybe I'll fake it for as long as the world allows me to. But there's no one in this world I'd rather share my journey with than my enabler-in-chief, the author of my authoritarian cookbook that runs my entire life, but the guiding light that reminds me that this world is ours, Carol. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good impression. Yeah. Good Rick. I could do better, but... Yeah. Well, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. You, you can't reach, you know? <laughs> no, you can't reach. You don't want to overreach. Yeah. You see what Gosh. happens on the show when that happens. <laughs> yes, you do see what happens on the show when that happens. Man, you know, I, I I think it was a good episode. I will say, though, that I was going into it with maybe a little higher expectations. There were things that didn't happen that I was hoping would happen that were a little bit of a letdown. When it was over, it was, I was sitting there sort of like, it's over. It's all over. So... I, it, it felt a tad bit anticlimactic for well, me. Was it more anticlimactic or was it just kind of like... It might have been abrupt. Like maybe racing just, to the dawn, that sort of thing. I think maybe that's what it was. I just felt it was a little abrupt. And it could be just because there was just so much that they were trying to shoehorn in and then we were going into fear. So it just felt like, okay, now it's over. Now we're going to start fear. And it was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> so that was a little jarring. Like, okay, we're done. I was hoping to get some sort of post credit teaser or something oh right um, right like know, a flash forward even yeah we were talking about that like a flash something. forward to tide us over right well because they've done that before like in the past they've done that occasionally where you know they'll have a scene after the credits little kind of teaser just to kind of hold you over until the next season so i was sort of hoping that would happen and then when it didn't it was like well okay all right <laughs> well they did sort of give it the, give us that at the end but uh, a little bit yeah i'm okay with it i'm not gonna say they use it too much mm-hmm. but it's easy to fall 
fall into that trap where you, you kind of give them yeah. a taste of the next season. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of a good way of doing that without doing that exactly. Okay. Sure. Well, oh, what's going to happen the next couple of years? And maybe maybe what we'll see when we come back for season nine is is we are where we are as a res- you know, what happens as a result of that last mm-hmm. conversation. Right, right. Maybe, maybe, maybe we either see them on the day of or, and we nobody knows what we're talking about just yet. Maybe they do if they've watched <laughs> it, but yeah. I would hope if you're listening, you've watched it. Yeah. That would be my hope. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. But we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> I think we'll get to that because it's kind of like a payoff. We'll we'll give you the payoff at the end. Exactly. <laughs> you can't get the there payoff at the beginning. You don't stay for the uh, the cuddling. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> the cuddling. <laughs> the hand holding. It sounds like the quickening, but it's the cuddling. There you go. <laughs> the hand holding. <laughs> How do you cuddle? <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just equating it to hand holding. Yeah, hand true. holding through the episode. Cuddling. I don't know. I don't know about. <laughs> I guess I guess you're more of a stages person. I just more jump around. <laughs> Yeah, you're just, clearly. First it's hand-holding, then there's hugging. Right, it's like there's stages. Right, step cuddling comes step. after. Yeah, hugging comes first, cuddling comes after, right? There you go. I never really know. No, you just jump around. <laughs> Sometimes I jump to the cuddling, and I, yeah, well, I deal with the bullshit, right? You just go straight for it. <laughs> Exactly. Rick speaks to Sadiq. He's finally wanting to know a little bit more about what happened. I feel like he's been kind of avoiding speaking to Sadiq just because it's a reminder, obviously, of what happened with Carl. And not that he holds him responsible, but I think he kind of sort of did. You know, there there is that blame by association. They just basically talk about Carl and why he he did what he did and honoring people's thoughts and wishes. And, you know, it all comes full circle. I thought it was a fine scene, just kind of further reinforced Carl's wishes, basically. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's kind of amazing how whenever we hear somebody dies or a friend loses a brother or or a mother or a father... I think a lot of us kind of always want to know, and especially if it's somebody really close, we, uh-huh. we want to know who the last person was with them. You know, yeah. what, what, what were they thinking? What were they what saying? What were they thinking? What were what his last said. words, right? Right. Yep, definitely. And I think that's part of that. I, and I, I think what makes that more important for Rick is mm-hmm. what was going through his head at the time. And how does that tie into what he left me, What the note that he left mm-hmm. me and what he, Carl did for for Sadiq and for his mother by extension. Mm-hmm. It's an example of character and it kind of dovetails into the things that Carl was trying to tell Rick about after the gas station incident with Sadiq. It can't always be like this. We have to start taking people in like we used to. Uh, and then going back to what he was saying in the letter. It's strange because the reason why Negan's world has to end is for just the simple idea of a man walking around with his three-year-old. And, and, right. And to be having, able to have the freedom to be able to do that exactly it's the liberty let's say Mm -hmm. the liberty yep and the only thing that we really need to worry about should be the walkers and yet right Mm -hmm. exactly like that is the core right exactly the task at hand and then the evil at hand are or the walkers out there it shouldn't be each other so right. yeah and I mean this, and that was one of Carl's wishes he wanted to be able to make his father feel safe with all the frights that we have out in the in, in the in the real world or the outside right. world with all the mm-hmm. walkers and all the mm-hmm. death and, and even like people who haven't quite gotten with the program you know we mm-hmm. have to really just try to make alliances and, and right. the, 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 the thing that we need to worry about the most should be the, those outside frights you know those yes. the outside pressures and, and, and dangers you know we mm-hmm. shouldn't have to worry about each other Right. No, absolutely. And Carl extending that trust to Sadiq and, and Sadiq relaying that trust to Rick, mm-hmm. that, that kind of seals it all together. So it kind of goes back to something that we were saying the last couple of episodes, like how are we going to get Rick to stop the car? Right. 
And in your opinion, do you think this is enough? I mean, obviously it wasn't totally enough, but it was enough to kind of, okay, after the end of the episode, he kind of pulls back. He has to pull back, he feels like. To me, I, I would say on the surface that it was not quite enough just because what I said before, like that episode with Morgan and him in that bar, killing all those saviors mercilessly and just viciously, that that set of, you know, left a really bad taste in my mouth. And Morgan, because Morgan does mention that in this episode, you know, what we did back there, that was that was some pretty sick stuff. So it does come up. I, I think that for me, the only reason why I buy it, how I interpret it, I think that Rick was still on a kill, kill, kill trajectory or his kill switch was on, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I've heard some people say that his kill switch was on. And to be honest with you, I don't think that it really turned off until he slashed Negan's throat and Negan drops his knees and he says, look what you did. Carl knew nothing. Yeah, and Carl that's didn't when do I, sh- no shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah. <laughs> more right. than like anything. I mean, maybe the other things kind of contributed to an extent, but I do feel that that moment is, I think, for me, what I think kind of jarred him out, you know, and to see, okay, you know, this is, this is too much, you know? But you know, so, it, it does kind of go back to the letter and all that that stuff because if he hadn't had the letter if Carl mm-hmm. didn't speak up when he ran off Sadiq from the gas station if mm-hmm. he didn't hear about what Carl did for Sadiq with mm-hmm. Sadiq in order to protect Sadiq the stranger without all those ingredients and even oh god and even especially his interactions with Morgan and how oh, yeah and to touch on that for a little bit I know you brought it up a second ago but the thing with Morgan is so important oh yeah Morgan isn't only relaying the fact that you know we're worse than we were it's not not right. just that it's not just we lost the the worst part of ourselves is that because we lost the worst part of ourselves we're dangerous people right yeah. we, we're gonna always feel like there's nothing left to lose mm-hmm. and, and it, you bring that back to Sadiq and and Rick's conversation where he says all that's left of the people that we lose what was theirs is their ideas and at the end of the day that has to sustain us and if it doesn't we lose ourselves like like Morgan and right. which is why more it's important that Morgan is like this living example of what we can be if we let ourselves be that way. No, absolutely. And, and even Negan, to a certain extent, look what he lost. He lost his wife and, and right. realized that he, instead of having like a Carl-like figure, I, I guess maybe he screwed her over one one too many times. He was just too bad yeah. to her, and and mm-hmm. and their relationship ended on the wor- on the worst possible terms. Right. And, and so I think he's bringing that bitterness, let's say, yes, oh, I to, think to so. the rest that, of the that, world. That that burden. That burden that he has on his shoulders in terms of the guilt that he probably feels for the way that relationship went, he carries with him. Yeah. Literally on his shoulders. It's a bat. Yeah. yeah. In the bat after. <laughs> A prickly bad at that too and yeah. and look what he does to his his people like no. he keeps everything in order but he treats them like a, like a principal in a school like a really harsh principal like in a parochial school where yeah you, you have to why are you to bringing rules. up my why are you bringing up my childhood <laughs> you're welcome well, I, I went to those schools too sort of but not quite like that i would not want negan as my principal no <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine we'd all be saviors we'd uh, all be saviors ugh. get it yeah. 
parochial yeah, saviors. Work. It does work. It does yeah. work so much. Well, not for me, but <laughs> yeah, like, you're like but not I appreciate my it. I appreciate it. Sure. <laughs> my God, we'll all be rabbis anyway. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh boy, but yeah, it, there is a bit of a circle there. The people that are affected by this the most are the people that have lost so much, and right, and, and everybody's lost something, but like yeah. the best parts of them. And and wow, Negan Lucille, his wife, is prob- mm-hmm. was probably the best part of him, and right. he treated her like shit. And so now he's got a he spends the rest of his life as the Walking Dead, treating right. his people like children. Yeah, it's so yep. crazy yep. when you think about it. Yep, treats like, them like you go to bed. <laughs> yep, exactly. Basically, you, you kill people. Okay. God. <laughs> Sent his own men out as uh, decoys to die. The ones that he figures are uh, kind of a waste. To, to get, we'll get everybody's to lunch money. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely get to that. That's yeah, crazy. We'll that. Yeah, that was crazy. I think the reason why this episode goes so fast is that Negan is going so fast. Negan yes. is, is as smart as he is. And I will grant him as a fictional character all the credit to yes. that. Like he's still very intelligent. He's still very in point. But he's just removed all the stops that would prevent him from going to certain places. Right. And I think that's really why the episode goes so far down the hole because right. and I think those stops have really prevented him from losing his edge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like because yeah. he's he's seen people as a resource, he kind of finds a way to instead of eliminate them, yeah. to break them down in order to get them on board. If he would have stuck to that plan, guns wouldn't have been part of the equation, right? If yeah. you think about it. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Which in the end was his downfall. And the fact yeah. that he himself relied on a gun at the end scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He could have probably made it i don't know but yeah uh, anyway it's very it's very interesting so i wanted to bring up one thing before we go full speed ahead my one Mm -hmm. little stop before Mm because i know this is just going to be a rapid scene by scene yeah just so much good stuff Um, henry as he's coming out with carol (laughs) out of the house i don't know if you noticed this but i noticed that he kind of looked a lot like gavin the white shirt and the pants he wasn't wearing his armor his kingdom armor true i don't know what that means like i feel like maybe he's wearing like the the kind of outfit of the man he killed in a weird way oh god to like sympathize for his his victim or something that could potentially be it i that that did you notice that i could see that like if i think about it yeah i hadn't really like thought about it in that particular sense but I mean, it could be, maybe. I just kind of noticed how the, he and Carol had clearly have a better relationship now. She's no longer looking at him as a nuisance, basically. Yeah, like more of an equal. More of an equal. She, she, she was like, yeah, maybe. Maybe we'll come back, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, I'll work with you on that. Yeah. And I just thought that was pretty interesting. The fact that he wasn't wearing armor in the, in the first place is one thing, but mm-hmm. but it, I just, I don't know. It just it just stuck in my brain. It's just this idea that he that he's like identifying with, with somebody that he ended and, and trying to get some sort of what was it like maybe to be this guy that had to do yeah. what he had to do i don't know I, mm-hmm. I, and i am reading into this too much sure fine whatever so, no <laughs> no no it's possible listen i read into this show and thought that things were going to happen here that they did, that did not and i thought that things were going to come up that did not so oh wow yeah well that was but me. hey you know uh, we're, we're pretty smart people i mean well we're maybe they, a little bit too smart they just didn't listen to us that's all no <laughs> they, had, they, they hadn't squeeze it into like an hour they had an hour of content <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
Exactly. Yeah, that's all. They had to cut it for content. That's it. Yeah, of course. It's not us. That's all they could do. (laughs) Yep. Okay. And (laughs) this leads us to that. I I can't believe how necessary. Best dialogue. Yeah, the necessary dialogue between Jerry and and, uh, Ezekiel. Yes. Thank God God that Jerry is still around. I I would People say that they'd riot if something happens to Daryl. I would I would write if something happened to Jerry. Jerry is a treasure. <laughs> you cannot nothing can happen to Jerry. Be like occupy whatsoever. occupy Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> occupy Atlanta. Yeah, no. You or Virginia, hit, like, wherever we are. Can't do yeah, they're in Virginia now. Well, they're filming Atlanta, but you get the idea. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, if something happened to Jerry, no. But I did like that. You get a sense from this whole scene that they're very positive. They're in good spirits. They they feel like they have the upper hand. They they feel like they have a sense of what they need to do. You oh, know? Yeah. And, and not only that, you know when we meet Jerry at first, he's he's kind of like a jester almost, like in the court of uh, mm-hmm. King Ezekiel, right? Yeah. I think he's really leaning into his fucking role. <laughs> Really, at the end yep. of the day. Yep. And so, Ezekiel, let me be the, the, the fool you you made me. You know, let me do yeah. this for you, man. Mm-hmm. You ain't losing shit. I loved it. I'm not loved accepting it. shit. I loved it. Thought it was great. Yeah. Thought it was I, awesome. I wrote, I wrote in my notes, and yet I smile, motherfucker. That would have been awesome. Except <laughs> <laughs> that it's AMC. <laughs> <laughs> with the, with the Ezekiel, like, rolling his eyes, like, all right, you got me there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. Oh, but, you know. Man. Actually, I heard that you can say the F word on AMC. However, you're only allowed one every, I don't know what, there's some, I don't know how, what kind of formula (laughs) basically tells you, but apparently there is. So you can, but very, very sparingly. Well, well, you can use shit a lot. No, yeah, they do. You 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 think they were burning out the last of their shits? Like They were trying to use, (laughs) seriously, right? (laughs) They They gave it to Jerry. That's perfect. They gave it to Jerry. They're like, yep, we're just like, just right here, this dialogue, we're just going to throw it out like four three or four times right, right there hey i mean yeah you got to spend the budget so you can use it again <laughs> yeah i mean they like they have no reservation with using that you know but i will say this some people get kind of up in arms where it's like oh you know amc you know you can't say this language or you know there's a limit to what you can say obviously i don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing and the reason i say that is because in the comic negan has very very colorful language mm, and when i say colorful i mean that every other word is like f this f that fuck this fuck that and i feel that it's kind of it's like just too over the top and so i feel like it's made the writers on the show have to be a little bit more creative into how they make Negan like a crass within the confines of like what they can do. <laughs> you know, like, which makes like for some really good dialogue. I mean, think which of Ab- exactly. Think no, of Abraham Ford, man. All those oh funny lines. Oh, I miss Abraham so much. It, it would have been so easy to to go that route to go oh the to go the crass route or whatever. But yeah, it, it, that's what I mean. It's an easy easy out. To it take. makes him unforgettable, yeah. though, right? It does. I mean, Negan's had some pretty damn good lines. Let me ask you. Since since we are at the end of the season, do you have a favorite line by him? Was there any line specifically that was memorable to you that was like, nah, I already know what mine is. Vegan? Of course. Like Abraham yeah. Ford is easy. God, Abraham. It would be a little harder for me to pick Abraham. Negan, I know already. For oh, me. Well, you might Negan, as well say it. Yeah. For me with Negan, it's like, remember Olivia? Poor Olivia. Oh, yeah. 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 Poor Olivia. She got shot by a rod. That scene that he kind of insulted her, her weight, mm-hmm. and she started to cry and all of that. And he like actually apologized and said, you know, like, if it makes you feel any better, you know, I'd be down with screwing your brains out. <laughs> and she slaps him across the face. And I remember watching that being like, oh, man, Olivia's dead. And he just shakes it off and looks at her and says, I'm 50% more into you right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Dying. Yes. I thought that was hilarious. Man, yeah, and I know you've mentioned this on the show before. That's just how good you're able to recite that. It's, it's so good. It's just so fun. To me, it was hilarious because it was unexpected. Like, I didn't expect that response, you know? <laughs> and I for sure thought she was a goner. And then I was like, oh my God, what a freak. <laughs> <laughs> but it but it was funny and it was in character and and no cross I mean there was no curse words needed or anything like and maybe giving it a little bit more um, texture let's say texture than, than it would have had with yeah. just swear words right no because with just swear words I mean it's I mean it's on, honestly it's pretty one dimensional yeah but know, I'll, be, and, I'll be the first to say that there are very florid uses of the of, of swear words that you can use that add even more dimension if you. If you latch on to it enough, because <laughs> you got to hear me in my office. It's just sometimes oh, I'll say God. things that just are, are like so crasp. And yet the way I construct it is just mm-hmm. so funny, at least to me. Cause, but that's the most important part is me. I work in construction, so <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard quite a bit. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I don't think you've got me beat because I do think in construction, the, the swear words will just fly they, they, w- without they, any creativity, they, without panache. No, the, there's no panache. No, there's not. Although it's very funny. It's like it's always it's always funny, the delivery, because the curse words come out. And then, you know, there's always somebody who then turns around, looks at me and says, you know, like, no, just, no disrespect. You know, and, no, 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 Whoa. You know, and I'm like, no, nope, none taken. It's I know fine. you're the lady, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this isn't my first rodeo. It's Excuse fine. my French. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That was a good Negan line, actually. <laughs> Excuse the, my French. It might have been with Carl. Maybe, might have been one yeah. of those early episodes where like he was coming to Alexandria and Carl was trying to puff out his chest and kind of just mm. kind of be. Well, I, do, I do like what he said. I, the one thing that like really stuck out when you when you asked me what the best lines were, I was like, I thought we were having a little moment, asshole. Oh, that was awesome. Exactly. It's like I thought we were having a moment, you little asshole. I'm like, that that was a great. That See, was awesome. I kind of believe he. I believed he was kind of hurt, but I also kind of like that he said he it was. out loud. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It's like I absolutely, absolutely, completely believe that he was like hurt. <laughs> I think I think he was. I think yeah, he was for sure. There. Yeah. Oh, and I'll, I'll definitely get to more on that. Oh boy. Uh, you know what you know what it was that he was said. He said it was with Carl. It was with Carl, and he said, "I think he said, excuse the shit out of my goddamn French." <laughs> and it was just hilarious. I, I mean, I. I'm sorry. I, I was probably one of the few people that like Negan got his throat slashed and he goes and tells Sadiq, like, save him. I'm like, yes, come on. Let's save him. <laughs> come on, man. No, 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 no. <laughs> so uh, one thing that I wanted to point out uh, that I think a lot of people weren't quite sure of cause mm-hmm. as I was reading forums and right. I don't know, like, comments here and there on mm-hmm. the Instagrams or whatnot. The a lot of people didn't know where Gregory was. The interwebs. Oh, no, I remember they <laughs> locked poor Gregory <laughs> Inside the house. Yeah. I was like, oh man. The country. You just leave him there? Yeah, the country mouse in the house. Yeah. Yeah, they left him in the house. And as they left, they still kept him in the house. They still, yeah, they evacuated and kept him in there. I'm like, all right, well. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it hey, sense. it's all yours, buddy. You wanted it. You now wanted you it. Got it. You got it. It's all yours. But yeah, I, it's funny. We don't see him at all in this episode. I, no. guess, I guess they couldn't pay him for that last episode. Uh, Xander Berkeley. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was a pretty jam-packed episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I could only imagine maybe how, how many scenes they may have cut cut out of this uh, episode. Really, they must have. They they must have. And it also, I from what I've heard, they also do a lot of phony scenes when it comes to these finales to throw people off. <laughs> oh, oh, really? You're saying yeah. the teasers or like in the um, just in just general, in general, just 
in general, because, you know, there's always people kind of lurking or trying to get spoilers or whatever. So by like filming, well, I mean, there are people who are like just hardcore, you know, I mean, there's a website, I think, called um, The Spoiling Dead. And oh they're the God. ones and they're I don't know who they have. I don't know if they have inside source. I really don't know. But that's <laughs> I like I have no idea. But they are kind of known for being a forum where they get a lot of information from Seth. Usually photos, but, you know, sometimes they get their hands on like spoilers. I mean, honestly, (laughs) that's how I found out about when Negan was introduced and what was going to happen. Oh, Oh, that's how you found out. Yeah, you did mention that in one of the previous episodes. Yeah, yeah. and I I read their website and they kind of went through it and it was very detailed. And they basically, you know, kind of, they didn't say who died, but they're like, you're not going to see who it is. And I remember I told one of my girlfriends who's a fan of the show i was like you know what they're gonna keep us hanging i I was like this information is too detailed for it to for it to just be a fluke and she was like no they're not gonna do that whatever you know lo and behold that's exactly what happened they had the right information well yeah you know know what the fake out also too with the glenn's fake out death under the dumpster Mm -hmm. yeah i couldn't i could i could see how your friend would have thought that like oh they're Mm -hmm. they're not gonna do it in the end oh they they made so many changes you know right right they're not gonna do that why would they stick to canon like well like well yeah Mm -hmm. man yeah. Wow. But yeah, oh, but yeah, getting back to back to Gregory <laughs> not to being Gregory on set. Not, I guess not being on set. One would assume maybe from the spoiler side that oh, they killed off Gregory because he wasn't on set. Uh, I didn't see him at all. <laughs> I didn't think that at all. I don't know how anybody like I. I think I heard some people like saying, "Oh yeah, Gregory's going to get it now." You know, oh, that sort of I thing. mean, they. I mean, I'm sure they wanted that. You know, mm-hmm. but I mean, but my thing is that like my rule of thumb with this show is that unless I see the dead body, I'm not assuming that the person's dead. That's why, in my oh, mind, yeah. Heath is still alive. That's why, you know, certain people, I I can't count them out. Yeah. They're still on this note that we have in the back of our board. To, mm-hmm. We'll see at some point. We'll see at some point. Morales we'll t- and family, maybe. <laughs> see that? <laughs> to be revisited at a later date. Yeah. He was all season one fave, I guess. I don't know. Season but. one fave. People lost their minds when Morales showed up. I was one of those people. I was like, what? <laughs> And just like that, boop, done. <laughs> I laughed when that happened. I mean, not to be insulting or anything, but I did laugh because the whole time they're they're having this whole big monologue spiel or whatever, and I was just thinking to myself, wait, isn't Daryl around here? Whoop, oh, there he is. Yep. <laughs> That guy was an asshole. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I think, he, yeah, exactly. Wow. Exactly. Yep. And and just like that, it's all over. Yeah. I was like, well, Morales had his moment. Oh, man. Well, and just like that, getting Gregory out of the way and maybe even that Hilltop scene also. There's not that much to it when the rest of them leave Hilltop and there's there's the few left over to defend it or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they obviously have a plan for when the saviors do come. Mm-hmm which is to abandon ship and leave Gregory behind. <laughs> but basically there's something to that because eventually Oceanside saves their ass. And can, I, can I tell you though about Oceanside? Oh, like yeah. maybe it's just me. First of all, like there were a ton of Star Wars memes on Twitter <laughs> in relation to to this episode, so which were actually Ewoks. kind of funny. <laughs> yes, they were the Ewoks. They were the Ewoks, and I was like, oh, oh, I love the Ewoks. And then, of course, you know, there was I so too. many. I don't know why people hate on them so much as a gimmick or something. I don't know. Oh, why? Right? I was like, I love the Ewoks, but whatever. But then, of, of course, yes, they're so cute. But then, um, maybe I there were. <laughs> 
<laughs> they're super cute but yeah they threw like their little rocks and stuff like that. i mean it was the same thing wow and um <laughs> they threw but, their little rocks with flames yeah i mean Molotov cocktails okay a little upgraded but you know you get the idea a little, a little, slight, little slight. slightly sure but it just it hearkened to the ewoks <laughs> and then, so i do agree with that and then of course there were a ton of admiral akbar memes <laughs> everything was like it's a trap it's a trap i was like yep, a it's a trap i was oh like oh God. man yeah because <laughs> <laughs> you know twitter is like <sighs> see I, I i don't like to go on twitter while i'm watching it but twitter just cracks me up i'm it, sorry like oh <laughs> they were like, doing it while the show was <laughs> oh yes yes That's i was hysterical. like people are fast they're fast. good i mean hey good. more credit. very good <laughs> i give a lot of credit yeah oh man well I, there was that scene though before that like with al and tara Yes, yes, like, yes. Oh, yes. I guess we're not part of you, but you know, like, hey, we'll follow you anyway, but you know, I guess we're not part of you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what poor Al needs to do to just kind of like prove a point. It's like, man, you know, we are here. We didn't run off. We're helping you. We were clearing out walkers at the beginning of the episode. They're doing what they need to do, you know, to kind of help the cause. So, I mean, Tara eventually kind of relents because she basically gives them their bag with weapons. At that point, they could easily have shot her if they wanted to, you know? Right, right. So, I guess at that point, she kind of like concedes. I was like, well, you know, I got to trust you. Yeah, Yeah. Fortunately, it worked out. Yeah, thankfully. Oceanside had to come through somewhere. Yeah, no, I was imagining that that was definitely going to happen. And it made sense how they did because, you know, it was with Aaron. Aaron brought them to the hilltop, which makes sense because that's where they were. You know, because the rest of them, like, were all, for all intents and purposes, the battlefield, basically. Right, right. And so, so. I, and I, th- I think it was good that it was hilltop, let's put it that way. Yeah. To have it happen yeah. at hilltop, I think, was, was more, was great. Because mm-hmm. they, they could have easily showed up at, at where they were. But I don't right. think they would have known where it was and it would no, be less exactly. believable. It would you know? be less believable, especially because Aaron, for all intents and purposes, has been kind of on this mission trying to get them. So he wouldn't know about the plan. He wouldn't know that they were in this area. Like He wouldn't know. Yeah, exactly. Do we even, we didn't even see him, by the way, I don't think, right? In, they in showed Aaron very briefly. He, You saw that he was like at the helm. He was oh, like okay. kind of like at the front of the line with like his weapon while the rest of them were throwing their... Molotov cocktails, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, that, but that's it. He didn't say anything. It was just sort of like, okay, he came through. He was able to to bring in the cavalry. That's pretty badass. I have to say. I have to say, your little e- our little oceanside Ewoks. Yeah, that's pretty killer. Those ladies are pretty resourceful, man. Oh man, I'm impressed. Yeah, and I well, never and doubted it, them. And you know, Gregory's still in there. Gregory's none still the wiser. There. None the wiser. But what do you think is going to happen with him? I, I feel like Maggie is going full Simon. Uh, I I think so. And there's something that happens to him in the comic that I think would be more believable now that Maggie is kind of uh, turning to the dark side. To take another false. Star Wars, yeah. <laughs> take another Star Wars reference. <laughs> I find your lack of faith oh, or disappointing. I guess. Anyway, but anyway, yeah. yeah. But anyway, I feel like Maggie's gonna go that way with Gregory. <laughs> I think full so. Full Darth Vader. Full Darth Vader. Full. Yep, I think so. It's, it seems like it. Yeah, and I think Gregory's gonna definitely be a part of that. He has yeah. no allegiance except to himself. And no, he has he's no got the juice. I mean, hello. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I wasn't quite sure if Rick was going to be taking care of baby Gracie, but it looks like he's he's done that. He has. I, I don't know what role baby Gracie is going to play. 
in the future other than just being just another kid <laughs> i don't know i think it's gonna be the, the the hilltops kid rather than rick's kid i don't know you know i'm not i'm not sure like a ward, I don't, I don't, a ward of the state <laughs> a ward of, you know i know seriously right i don't know but i mean you can see that there's still judith and there's still baby gracie so it'll be interesting to see how they handle things in the future because i mean we've seen these like quote-unquote future scenes and you know there was a lot of speculation when they showed you know these <laughs> on our part rick well also like in general people were kind of like you know you see this little girl you know is it judith or is it baby gracie right you know i'm still not sure yet <laughs> i'm oh, not man. clear well uh, the show will throw me for a loop every time so yeah definitely oh man mm-hmm. especially with morian you just never know where he's gonna where he's gonna go what he's how he's gonna react to some things like even yeah. in this, even in this episode oh yeah he was totally like off kilter yeah did you notice though it's it's really quick but henry is the one who actually stops him yeah it was mm -hmm, it was henry henry was the one and he almost basically got taken out by morgan until he kind of finally came to his uh to his senses although carol was kind of like the one that was there to sort of hey you know take five buddy well what's going on here yeah he was like full clear mode yeah but you know what's what's interesting about that scene is how he relays that information i know we already brought it up but how he relates that information to, to rick about oh i have to protect henry oh um uh, I guess if I'm crazy, I can't protect Henry. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, you can't. This whole point mm. of doing this was to protect. And I actually wrote this down. I like I, after I started watching, I watched the episode again and I watched talking then I kind of went back to my, my notes and I just said, I think his whole thing, like mm-hmm. I think back to last season. Mm-hmm. I think he doesn't even put on the armor until mm-hmm. Benjamin dies. Right. Yeah. He okay. kind of adopts Benjamin's. Yeah. Okay. And the reason why he adopts Benjamin's armor is to protect Henry. I think, mm-hmm. you know, know to take on that role of being the older brother in a way right so mm-hmm. i think everything that he does is this kind of twisted version of trying to not only in a way bring back his son by clearing all the bad people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i think it's like this twisted way of, of protecting henry right right and i think when when he's like going after the escapees the savior uh-huh. escapees mm-hmm. and henry's the one to stop him it just breaks him it break it just snaps him out of it almost instantly yeah. which is yeah. which is kind of interesting because because I don't think he would have admitted that what Rick did was wrong. I think he's still trying to figure it out, but I think he may not have said what the path that we went down Uh with those people in the bar, Mm -hmm. with the saviors in the bar. Yeah. That was wrong for you. You know that he wouldn't have said that. He wouldn't have admitted Mm -hmm. that. Uh We did it because we lost everything that was good. We lost the people that were good in our lives. Right. And we lost everything. Mm -hmm. It's just so, it's just so fascinating, you know, Mm -hmm. that the fact that Morgan's a very fascinating character. Yeah. I, I, he's quickly becoming my most favorite character. Just, to see how far a man can go and, and yeah and how much you can put him through the ringer before he there's a lot of depth to the, his character there's oh, yeah. a lot of layers there a lot of layers yeah and the way he expresses it it's just so so it's just so great he's one of the best actors on that show period mm, yeah period 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah totally agree oh morgan mm. so we start off with, <laughs> with negan <laughs> wanting to give his last confessional to father gabriel yeah that was that was interesting yeah and, and it, it's a way for us to kind of not only get some yucks but like also for him to explain how he tricks rick 
Right. Right. And it's so good because, and this is what I was saying about how clever he is. It's like, he still got it, even though he's kind of losing his ability to hold on to his philosophy. Uh-huh. But if you, if you were paying attention, obviously he gave Dwight the map for him to somehow give to Rick. But I think he also knew that Rick would kind of take it with a grain of salt. Like Dwight right. isn't totally a reliable source. And right. so he goes on to say that, you know, then we'll plant this map with these people on the road mm-hmm. that for sure he'll believe because, you know, it's not from Dwight. And so he'll for sure believe that because he'll he'll finally see that, oh, Dwight tried to screw us. Right. It's believable. Yeah. It's plausible. Yeah. Oh, that son of a bitch. And Daryl was totally on board with it. He's like, he doesn't, believe, doesn't believe Dwight as far as he can throw him. Yep. Which is far, but not that far. <laughs> right. And so in the process of giving his confessional, he also says that he it's not something he wants to do. He doesn't want to mm-hmm. have to sacrifice his men. Right. But they're kind of Simon's men anyway. They kind of came up mm-hmm. with him. So yeah. He, so he feels okay with that. But even that is just, and this is why the show takes such a rapid pace because yeah. we're realizing that Negan is just going full chugga chugga choo choo. And he's full steam ahead. Yeah. And he's just gonna. Like, well, and it's his downfall. Sacrifice. End of so. the day, it's his downfall. And his race to kind of finish these people mm-hmm. once and for all, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like you just lost everything that made you, that protected you. <laughs> I think in the yeah. end of the day, really. I think that he definitely was uh selective about it you know when they yeah, show yeah. us the guys they purposely make it like scrawny sort of dudes i think one of them had like blue hair or something oh what do you I, call him pepe or jefe i don't know what it was one, one dude. And, and he like mutters idiots <laughs> <laughs> so i think that he's sort of like eh, this is the weakest link anyway so yeah. well so yeah he's not kind of being willy-nilly about it but at the, at the yeah. same time he wouldn't like father gabriel really why would he say father gabriel <laughs> so, yeah it's even worse than the guys he sacrificed in the, at the end of the day. Like, even according yeah. to us, we weren't really on board with him. Right. Maybe until that episode, maybe not. I mean, a little before that, but still, mm-hmm. it's, mm, you know? Yeah, yeah. Why bother? Just throw him to the wolves. Yeah, no. Very interesting. Know. Yeah. The plan, though, was, I, I mean, it took me a little bit to follow the plan, though. Oh, because yeah. I, I didn't was know until like, the second read. Sure. Right. I was like, okay, fake plan, but this is the real plan, and they're going to go, for, okay, let me just make sure I'm straight with <laughs> what's going on plan. here. Okay. Like, this, this is also is the fake plan. <laughs> right. This is the real plan. But he'll believe that fake plan. <laughs> right. Right. I was like, okay. Right. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. It's like little complicated people. Yeah. Yeah. Just can, saying. Yeah. But it's smart, smart as hell. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. No, Negan's smart. So after Eugene's interaction with Gabriel and Rosita in the last episode, mm-hmm. I think two of those those things together actually helped him to do what he did at the end of the episode. Or not at the end yeah. of the episode, but before. Yeah, yeah. It definitely seemed to kind of like push him in that direction, as we later saw, basically make these defective bullets. Yeah. And two cents on that. I think it was Gabriel the most. I mean, as much as I want to say it's Rosita and how he wants to keep her safe in spite of everything. You know, I think he does want to please her, you know, as, as somebody that he cares about. But I think seeing Gabriel... I mean, he has, he likes her. We know this from the <laughs> past episodes. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But I, I think he also has this thing where... He's always seen himself as a coward, you know, in the sense where yeah. I'm I'm a self-preservationist. I care about me right. as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned, right? Yeah. But I think looking at helpless Gabriel with yeah. no power, no yeah. completely vulnerable. And yeah. in a way, like the only person that's really keeping him safe is Eugene. It is really Eugene, yeah. 
Yeah, he could have just thrown him to, to Regina at any point, shot him in the oh, head, sure. and be done with it, right? Yep. Another another uh, walker on the walker wall, let's say, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why bother? Mm-hmm. But it's just this helpless man still has the balls yeah. to actually fight back. And not only once, not only twice, mm-hmm. but uh, even at the end, you know, I mean, obviously this is after the fact, but even at the end, doing a tuck and roll out of the car. <laughs> Yeah. Slowing down to swerve from the walker. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I think seeing him try to sabotage the bullets on the initial mm-hmm. and, and then mm-hmm. having that interaction with the receiver and seeing that even this helpless man is willing right. to sacrifice himself to save people. Yeah. Yep. I think it really does something to him. Mm-hmm. It, it really reactivates the training that he had with uh, Abraham, I think. Yeah. Really. Eugene is not the bravest individual. He's not a soldier like Abraham who's going to ride into battle and save the day, that kind of thing. He can only do the things that he's capable of doing. And the way that he helps is by doing things like that. You know, those are the means that he has. You know, he he knows how to make bullets and he knows what makes a, a bullet work and which ones don't because we saw that he gave Negan a gun loaded with, I guess, apparently, you the know, good, good bullets. bullets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That basically convinced him like, yep, you know, they work. Try them yourself. Yep. Okay. Fine, yeah, you know? exactly. So he's, you know, he's a smart guy, Eugene. And he kind of used his uh, powers for good rather than evil. Yeah. And part of those powers, by the way, if you remember right, if you remember, mm-hmm. is, is his ability to actually trick the people he loved into thinking yeah. he was this big deal scientist. He's so a he, pathological liar. He just did, the, he just, you know, instead of doing it to the people he loves, he did it with Negan. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, he had him fooled. Yeah. It, I just kind of like the poetry in that, like that he, mm-hmm. he, he took the thing that damaged his relationship with basically everybody he loved. Yeah. And he just took it and exploited it to, mm-hmm. to, to get Negan on his side. Yeah. I, I honestly think it was genuine all along, trying to make mm-hmm. himself useful in that respect. Like, he has some smarts. He, yeah. he can fake it until he makes it. You know, he could probably yeah. research, look at a couple books or something like that. Anarchist cookbook. Right. Draw some plans. The Jolly yeah. Roger. <laughs> sure. There you go. But the final screw was like, okay, now that he knows that this guy's totally in, mm-hmm. he could just use that to his advantage. And, and, just, and now that they really, really need the bullets, it's like, right. why would they think otherwise, right? So, of right. course, he's going to supply them with with shitty bullets. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I do, but I do really like that moment with Gabriel and Eugene after Father Gabriel like tucks and rolls and runs off in the woods. I mean, I don't know what he was thinking about in terms of that because he still had that awful tunnel vision going on. You oh, know? Gabriel, yeah. Yeah. And then Eugene comes and, you know, basically asks him about his faith. Oh, where does your faith go when you truly need it? Right. It seems yeah. to me the only time worth holding on to. Yeah. And yep, I think he yep. kind of gives him the stare down, like, yeah. "Dude, I'm trying to, I'm trying to end this thing. I'm trying, I'm <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to save you here. Like, I'm trying, and I, and I think, and then, and, you know, it didn't dawn on me at that time, you know. But in retrospect, after everything happens with the bullets and everything like that, it kind of all came together and made sense, you know. Oh yeah, it's truly, yeah. Like, why mm-hmm. bother? Right. But yeah, there's so much more significance after, you know, after you've seen the whole, the whole episode. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, dude, I got this. Have faith. <laughs> have faith. <laughs> Have faith in your fellow man. Have faith in him. Yeah, which is, it is out of character for him to say that too. Yeah. I got to tell you on a side note, I'm so happy that Eugene came through, not just for the purposes of the show and our characters, but- For the sake of Josh McDermott? Yes, I actually really (laughs) like Josh McDermott as an actor, as a human being. He seems like such a cool dude. I know people have hated Eugene, like hate Eugene. Like, I mean, the poor man received like death threats, Jesus Christ. So I was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) I was like, the last thing this man needs is like more anger towards him oh my god and think about what the, what this is going to mean for the show like mm-hmm. <laughs> do you, you realize that eugene delivered the saviors on a silver platter <laughs> 
yeah, to yep, Rick and exactly. crew, to the world. Yeah. Yep. Beforehand, I didn't think he had any place near Alexandria in Carl's vision. <laughs> I, I, now he's going to be like the guy in charge of Alexandria in my mind. I, you, well, he'll definitely <laughs> be up there. I mean, he, I mean, they, I mean, they should practically have a statue in his honor. But at the end of the day, I mean, I had obviously reservations. I wasn't sure necessarily. But I mean, I, in my mind, I kind of thought, yes, I think Eugene is going to be a part of the future. And that's mostly because of the house, the episode with Gabriel and Dr. Carson on the lamb. And they went into that house and oh, the, house, oh, I I see. the ham radio. I was like, that is all Eugene. Eugene needs to be on the ham radio making contact. Like, that's, that's his house, you're saying? I'm saying that I, in my mind, I saw this is where Eugene comes useful. That is Eugene's thing. So it's like a ham radio that you can potentially make contact with. Yes, Eugene. That's on you, buddy. He just, so, he sounds like the kind of guy that would be fixing a ham radio to use it. Yeah, and sure. People or maybe absolutely. souping it up to go crazy. Yeah, and, and absolutely. Contact people across the world or something. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. What a good thought. I have high, ex- have high expectations for that. Yeah, I'm only willing to put money on it. You're like the person who finds that puzzle piece. It doesn't know where it goes, but like, oh, I know it's going to be I, in the top right. <laughs> I told you, it's like I, I used to play Day of the Tentacle religiously, and it's one of those things where it's like this element is here, and it's it's meant to be used for something. That is only, only Eugene can use this item. Only Eugene can use this item. Mm. Nobody else is going to be able to. That's yep. so funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love that game. Were you leading into that? Where did you really believe that? And until that that one scene, like until we saw that the guns were were all defective or the bullets were defective. What, did, did I did I really believe his line about faith or that or he was like that he would be? Up? Yeah, that he would have that importance or that that would be his thing because it just seemed like that, I that's kind of the like road the, he was on. Yeah, I mean, the more that they kind of like we were getting closer and closer to that moment, can't imagine that these bullets are going to work. Like it's the only like, way out. Yeah, it's the only way out. And then when they all started malfunctioning, I was like, yes. I was like, Eugene. Oh, had them dead to rights. Oh, oh so God. good. It was great. I guess Norman Reedus was right about how satisfying this episode was going to be. It was, yeah. In like there way. were certain scenes. Yeah, in a way. Like there were certain scenes that were super satisfying. That was one of them. Yeah. I and mean, we needed it too. I think at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you yeah. can only hold back gratification for so long. I know. Yeah. Two years is enough. <laughs> Plus you. <laughs> Two plus years. It's like I said enough. in the intro, just it just you, you you get to a bottom and then you plateau and then you get to a bigger bottom. Oh god! It looks like there's a there's an upswing and then all of a sudden it's like a you roller coaster. You just keep going you down, down. Yeah, mm-hmm. literally. <laughs> Literally, get yeah. on your knees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the savior uh, way of doing it. Now, Jesus did have somewhat of a role in this I, episode. I very interesting because it was like polar opposites. He has his interaction with Morgan, which I did find kind of interesting. I, I liked. I liked his approach. Yeah, it's to a Morgan little ebony and ivory scene. Yes. <laughs> It was. It was such Ebony and Ivory. Man. I'm sorry. No, it's not. No, it's not. You're you're just calling it as you see it. It's fine. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Call it. Calling it as you see it. Yeah, they're doing a little dance together. They're like, well, we're two well, sides of the same coin. <laughs> well, they did. You know, we they did have their own interaction where they had that sort of sparring moment, which was pretty them. cool. It was cool. It was I know you wanted cool. to see more, but I did want to see more. But I mean, it was cool. But I do like the kind of idea of like, look, how about you just think about it this way? Pointy end for. 
the walkers blunt end for the for the living right. you know besides for the dead so, besides for the living and it was so simple that it actually is like you know what that is a very relatable manageable way to think about it yeah you know? yeah start from rather, here and then move on up right start from that point rather than saying like okay you know you can't do this or whatever like i mean that's just a whole lot more reasoning that e- your mind has to do and this guy's mind is already kind of gone <laughs> i mean so something as basic as that, that's that's something he can grasp, even right. in the state that he's in. In a he tailspin, right? Like that's you gotta right. hold on to something. Right. You know, and that's something that's so basic. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't <laughs> know if it's acting or whatnot, but I don't know. I believe him. I believe this guy has a sense of peace. I don't know what he's been through. Jesus. Well, obviously well, I know what Morgan's been through. So well, I, I've got I, a clear enough picture. The thing with Jesus though is like in the end, he's all in with Maggie and her uh Yeah. And that's which, the thing. That's what really throws me off. It rattles my cage a little bit yes like i'm wondering if he's just playing a, a eugene and yeah just seeing how like this just, plays out mm-hmm. i i haven't quite because i mean here's the thing like eugene or, is or maybe following in the footsteps of footsteps of his brother gregory yeah i was brother gregory <laughs> like oh you know going God. on being on the on the side of maggie until the last moment till it suits him maybe i mean the thing is that like <laughs> honestly eugene's character in the comic is vastly different with the character on the show he is captured by negan but he's very uh i don't Defiant? know or? Very defiant. Yeah, that's oh, the word. Wow. Very defiant. With Jesus, I wonder now if they're kind of doing a similar thing where he's just kind of, you know, do a left because the character in the comic is a very sincere, loyal, on the up and up kind of character with these martial skills and all that kind of stuff. And martial arts. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe, maybe not. Maybe that's not the route they're going to take. And maybe he's going to be more along the lines of Maggie's uh, cohort. I don't know. Yeah. The only thing I could think of is like that he he just feels like almost untouchable. So maybe he goes along with this ride in as much as mm-hmm. like I can just pretend and nothing will happen to me. Maybe. I can do this for as long as I need to. I can mm-hmm. trick them as long as I need to. I just need mm-hmm. to know everything. I need to have all the information in order to make some sort of informed decision. But I And I think he goes along with this idea because, well, I mean, look, this is the only way I could reconcile mm-hmm. that scene with Morgan mm-hmm. and, and this whole Maggie scene. Because uh-huh. I can see it being a thing where, okay, mm-hmm. Maggie's gotten us through this point in time mm-hmm. where it was pretty rough. We had the saviors. Yeah. I, I brought them back. I, I don't know what I was thinking, but I knew that right. that was the right thing to do. Uh-huh. And I like that they brought that up in the scene. Otherwise, that scene would have been a little bit too... It's like having a a glass of water before you're about to eat something very hot or something. Mm -hmm. So it was a little bit more palatable, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, Mm -hmm. you know, what you did, bringing the saviors there. Look, I don't blame you. That was the right thing right. to do. Right. What but, I don't did, regret, but I don't regret my decision, but I, I, I think you did the right thing, ultimately. Right, right, right. And even what Rick did, I don't blame him for doing that. I think that was a good decision, too. It's just the whole Negan thing. Did he have mm-hmm. to spare Negan? Right. So there's right. a bit of rationalization. So maybe that, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's enough to, oh boy. It's just hard to wrap my head around. It's hard to swallow it. And it's, it's yeah. Mm. They've got to address that. We know we're going to see scenes with him and Aaron and and love blossoming and you know the yeah. thing with, with Aaron and, and Eric was that you know Aaron was the ballsy one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Eric was kind of like this oh god I'm going to say the stay at home mom kind of thing I mean it's essentially yeah. I didn't want to say it but it's, there's no, no other comparison again call it call it as you see it yeah yeah and and then so I think we're going to see a little bit of role reversal in, in a sense where mm-hmm. like Jesus is, is quite untouchable if, if there was an ebony to ivory situation light to dark on the, on the coin it's like more yeah. Morgan and Jesus are on that scale. Mm-hmm. They're pretty tough to kill kind of characters. And then you you pair someone like that up with Aaron. He's definitely the Eric in the situation. 
happen. Yeah, so, yeah. But there will, but I feel like there will be some sort of love boss blossoming, and I think so too. And I think we're going to be put in the same situation where, like, Aaron's going to be like, "You don't have to do this. You right. know, you don't have to mm-hmm. be this." And then Jesus will probably throw out a line like, "I'll bail out. I'll be able to handle the situation when when the mm-hmm. time comes." Because Jesus mm-hmm. is kind of reckless. End of the day, he's throwing <laughs> well, himself into situations where yeah. you almost think he's not going to come out. He's kind of like this rogue character, you know. He just right. kind of flows between groups and locations and that sort of thing. Like he doesn't seem to have any sort of attachment necessarily to anybody or reality. Or <laughs> or reality. Yeah. I mean, remember when they first met him? Like, hey, hey, guys. Mm-hmm. Who was it? Was it Rick and Morgan? I forget. No, Rick it was and Rick and Daryl. Yeah. Yeah. Just, hey, guys, what's up? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, my name's Paul, but my friends call me Jesus. They almost got his ass kicked, but didn't. No, because he all. was. I mean, he is. He, Jesus is a good fighter. Clearly. Yeah, yeah. And so that I feel like that goes into this little this little concoction that is him, that, that he can go into these situations without regard, that he can walk uh-huh. between the braindrops yeah. and not get wet. You know what I mean? That that kind yeah. of thing? Yep. He's like a ninja, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Smoke grenade. Yeah. <laughs> love love ninjas. Mm. <laughs> I love <Sorry>. Jesus. <laughs> I love I love Jesus. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, I love life. ninjas. I'm like what if Jesus was a ninja? Paul Monroe. Paul Monroe? No. <laughs> I love the father. <laughs> Father Gabriel gets the per- first punch in on Negan. That, that was great. <laughs> I tell you, that was fabulous. He connected. I was like, that's great. Oh, man. He threw his whole body into that one. Too. <laughs> he did. He threw his whole body into it. And I respect that. It's like, here yeah. we go. <laughs> He's like, if you're going to go, go for broke. Oh, yeah. And then and then following up with that was Dwight just ramming his whole body yeah. into Negan. Yeah. I mean, listen, Dwight's been wanting to get that in for a long time. First of all, like so many of the saviors got killed right off the bat. Yeah, so many of them, the minutes those bullets backfired, I mean, and Negan was relatively hurt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, relatively wounded, for sure. You can tell, like, his hand was definitely wounded. Gross. It was so gross. Now, see that? Now, before that happened, don't want to forget about the fact that they're walking in this big field and they look out to the pasture and say, wow, I haven't seen anything that... Did you know what they were talking about at first? Just so everybody knows, I did go to um, the Survival Sunday Fathom event thing. Yes, that's so, right. You now, did. Yeah, I should have brought that up from the top of the show. But I th- forgot about that. I'll yes. tell you one thing, just to, just to bookend that a little bit. But it wasn't really that crazy, I'll be honest. It, it was a cold, rainy, bitter day. And not a lot of people outside, not a lot of people inside. I think a lot right. of people really just wanted to get to their seats. Because it was sure. freezing. Yeah, though, I as, heard. In terms of any sort of craziness, it was really just mostly um, Negan whistles. I think it's the most that you can really do. Really? That's really funny. Every now and again, like in the hallways, which it kind of reverberates a little bit. That's kind of awesome, actually. That's actually really cool. But I I saw no real cosplay or anything like that. See, I would have expected that. Yeah, I would have too. depends on where. I was really keeping my eyes open to see if I could get any pictures or anything, but no, it was was just so bitter. It was just so bitter out. um, Yeah. I think think people just really wanted to get in and, you know, it's kind of nice. You get like popcorn, you get a soda, you... That's pretty you know, cool. At, at, at a movie I thought theater. it sounded great. Yeah, and just so everybody knows, I mean, if this sort of thing happens again, you don't get commercials. It just That's goes straight through. And, uh, it's like a we, movie. Yeah, we literally went from The Walking Dead straight through to uh, Fear the Walking Dead because there's a bit of continuity that happens. And this, you know, I'll explain this when we when we get into eventually uh, at some other point, the uh, Fear the Walking Dead premiere, yes. uh, season four premiere. But yeah, we went straight into it. It was great. You kind of get your $10 worth. 
Yeah, it sounds is, like yeah, it. again, ten dollars. It's not that much. No, it's really not. I mean, actually. it's, it's a little good. more. Yeah, it's a little more than you would pay to watch the show. But it's the experience, and you're getting it without commercials, and you know, you're getting the popcorn and the big screen and all of that. So and the people, man, and I gotta tell and you, the energy. yeah, the yeah. energy from the people when certain things happen, like the the beginning scene with uh, Jerry and Ezekiel, so many laughs, and then you know when the guns misfired, I was just like, it was like a strong clap. Everybody's yeah. cheering. You know, I was whistling. I, I, I was. I gotta ask. Like, I wonder. Like, I was wondering about that. Like, what was the reaction? Yes, I knew you were gonna ask this, but what? yes, go, go, you go what? for go it, ahead. go for it. No, 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 no. You, no, 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 go ahead. The reaction when when Rick sliced Negan's yes. throat. Yes, yes. Let me explain was- that to you because I had I did not react the way the crowd reacted. Okay. The crowd was whooping. Really? And, and I was like, I looked at my I looked at my super fan E. And <laughs> I, I looked at him. I put my hands up in a shrug. I'm like, I don't think that's a good thing, man. <laughs> I literally just went. Dude, why are they clapping? Yeah, like, yeah. like my hands were up. I'm like, I, I know. No. I know. I'm like, this isn't a good thing, guys. That whole scene is almost beat by beat how it goes down. So yes, in yes. my mind, I kind of already anticipated that this is what's going to happen, especially once they approach the tree and I saw the stained glass. I was like, okay, here we go. You know, yeah, this is, this yeah, is where it sure. happens. But it happened so fast mm, when yeah. it did happen that it was well, just sort of like, oh. It did and it didn't, okay? Yeah, it was a delayed reaction. It's so weird because, it was okay, a delayed reaction. we're going to do this now, I suppose, because I, I guess so. <laughs> I, oh my God. Okay, let me explain how it felt. Like, it, okay. it, you notice this more in the second one. Watch. Okay. They're match to match. They're they're trying to beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. And uh, Negan is, well, is he, saying like he can he you know I can still well, take you down. Him. He injured him. From what it seems like, it seems like he got him with Lucille on the side of the torso, and yeah. that's like the injury that he had. Um, I don't know what happened to his weapons, or I don't know if he was. I don't think it was that serious though. But I I think it was kind of more along the lines of okay. Maybe was he? Do you think he was just faking it? He was just trying to lure him in. Was that was that it? Well, I think it was more like okay, look, obviously he knocked Rick down but I think they were they were kind of more or less going toe to toe I right. think really I think it was really not that they were evenly matched Negan does make a point of saying hey I'm bigger I'm bigger than I'm you bigger. and I got a bat yeah I mean yeah but I just that funny. could just be intimidation or whatever but you know what it's, it was funny because my husband Eddie and I we were watching it and they're having their you know their battle or whatever and he tells me it's like he's got a bat like I mean come on and I love when he was like you know I'm bigger than you and I got a bat I'm like yeah he's got a bat <laughs> Yeah, and he says it in his classic Negan way, which is yes. I, I mean, priceless. Dude, you're gonna go Precious. out. You're gonna go out with the the bang, man. That's great. Yep, yep. I think they could have beaten the shit out of each other until somebody just inter- interjected or something. Well, um, in terms of the battle, I have criticisms on the battle. For me, the, the best part was the bullets backfiring. That was great. However, oh, you're saying the whole battle, not just the, the uh, whole. Going toe not to toe. just not just the going toe to toe. I just kind of felt like I would have anticipated that there would have been some combat, hand to hand combat mm-hmm. going on at the same time that Rick and Negan simultaneously are having their confrontation. And my well, there was some like the whole scene with Jesus and Morgan, Morgan taking out there that was, one dude. Yeah, there was some, but I, you know what it was? It's like they surrendered before that altercation between him and Rick was even over. And I would have wanted them to keep fighting until they see their leader down and that's when they surrender honestly that is the way it kind of goes down in the comics no i kind of i kind of like the way they did it because i don't know if they've made note of this Uh in the series 
But it felt like at certain points in time, there was an allusion to the fact that Rick's crew is really, really good at at close combat. And mm-hmm. the way to really get an advantage of them is to really just be have more numbers, be better armed. Right. Because if you get these guys and if you back these guys in a corner, they will take you down. So I, yeah. I think there is, I mean, I guess they could have done that a little bit better. I don't know if Negan even mentions this at some point in the beginning or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you if you don't have the right setup in mm-hmm. terms of being able to arm yourselves properly yeah. and have the right advantage, these guys yeah. will bowl you over. So he's well aware of their capability. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think the rest of them, the people that have really interacted with them with most, like like Gary and, and Laura mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. all those people, yeah, I think they know what they're dealing with. And I think knowing that they don't have the numbers, first of all, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's game over, man. And I I, I yeah. do believe that. I do I do believe that. And it, no, and it was fine. I just would have wanted to see. I guess a little bit more and like for instance like when when Rick and Negan's confrontation is over I mean yeah. they kind of pan out and you kind of see that everybody's just kind of standing there got or their hands up yeah got their hands up you know so I mean which is fine but right, in terms right. of Rick and Negan's confrontation itself this is another part that I thought was really convincing acting wise from uh, from Jeffrey mm. D. Morgan's character because I believed it in terms of getting sentimental. Oh yeah, that's that's really what I wanted to get to. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that Negan even said this at one point. It's like you know this is what this was all supposed to be. You know, everybody following the rules, and it became something that, be- that got way out of hand, became really perverted from what yeah. it was originally intended to be. This whole to, thing, yeah. This whole thing to where we are now. So when Rick is kind of pleading with him to give him ten seconds to just kind of like plead his case, you see him really start to kind of waver, you know? Who, whom, Rick or, or yeah. Negan? And you not only see that, if you really pay attention, at one point his eyes are watering. Yes. He's yeah. in, he, his, uh, his face scrunches up. Absolutely. He just Absolutely. can't. Mm-hmm. I think maybe even at that point, right before Rick gets him, is mm-hmm. he's ready to give up. Yeah, yeah. But he even said it in the episode before when Michonne had reached him on the walkie-talkie telling him this stuff and he said, you know, I didn't want this. It doesn't have to be a fight. He says exactly Exactly what Michonne said too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a fight, and that's when he scrunches up mm-hmm. because he's echoing exactly what Carl told him. Yeah, yeah. And I think at that point he's just kind of realizing it's, it's tiring. F- first of all, it's is this what you wanted to be? Like all the words that Carl said to him in that mm-hmm. letter. Mm-hmm. Is this what you wanted to be? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I bought it. I, I thought know. it was convincing. That's, I'm getting like a little. Ooh, but yeah, it was just yeah. to see, just to see his face. That, that's what I was saying about like it happened so fast. But like no, it, it felt like that, it happened so fast. But like I felt like was time slow. stopped. Yeah, exactly. That, that moment. point, that moment felt very slow. And but that's what made it when he slashed his throat. It happened so fast in comparison to that because I was so in that particular moment, like what was going on there and that dialogue. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, wait a second, what just happened? And it's like, oh, yeah. it happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The thing about that is I saw so much rage on the internet about this. About, about what, what, how what he Rick saved did. Them? No, no, about what Rick did. About yes. slashing throat? Yeah. And then also the subsequent like, oh, you think that saving him makes you good. No, Rick's bad. And I'm, I'm kind of oh. like, mm-hmm. I don't think you guys get, I don't think you guys yeah. understand human behavior. I don't think you guys oh, understand yeah. how being pushed to your limits the way these people were. People aren't one dimensional. Like that's no, the and that's what like, makes it so, so great. It doesn't, right. it's not that simple. It's not that simple. It's not that clear cut. <laughs> it's cut. not. <laughs> 
<laughs> no pun intended. No. Oh, I'll throw it in there. Sure. No. <laughs> it, it's not a situation where it's either black or white. It doesn't work that way. But at the same time, I can kind of, there's a lot of gray area with that. And, and you know, that that's kind of related to Maggie's reaction when Rick kind of is like, you know, this is, you know, this thing is over. Yeah, save him. You know, this, and he says, save him. And she flips out, which I thought was really convincing and very compelling. I mean, when she mentioned Glenda, Glenn, I was like, ouch, God. Yeah, my, my, I honestly, so, oh. oh man. Okay, so he slits his throat and then Negan says, look, look what you look, did. Look, yeah, look what you did. God yeah. didn't know a damn thing. Yeah. There's no question in my mind that Rick had to do what he did. There's, there's right. a part of him that, that There was is no other just, way that it was going to like, they weren't going to have like a, okay, we're going to shake hands. It's gonna, like a full Morgan moment, you know? It's right. like, it's, yeah. there's something, there's a part of you that's just bigger than you that right. for the sake of all these people, I just got to take this guy down. Yeah. Yeah. Not kill him. And some but... people were saying that this was intentional. Like he, he purposely didn't cut his throat to the point where right. he was, you know, hit a jugular or something like that. And I don't think so. I don't buy that for a second. I think no. he got his, I, you know, he doesn't have as big a reach as Negan. Right. <laughs> Arm yeah. lengthwise. So, you know, he's uh, a smaller I, man. Yes. <laughs> Slightly. Well, yeah. And Maggie's reaction is it's just. Yeah. It was, it, it kind of broke my heart. It's not over till he's dead. And I'm like, yeah. Think The thing that I want to focus on here is that. you and me we we both thought out of all the people that have lost everything and Mm -hmm. even like maggie losing glenn the way she did carrying his baby in her belly yeah she had Mm. her shit the most together yeah throughout this whole thing we we were like really like in her corner we're like hey maggie come on you can do this you got this and she did about it if you think about it throughout this whole what two seasons of you know the savior story arc from the moment they killed glenn it's like no we have to you know fight back against these people so she She's oh, always yeah, sure. been on that trajectory. Always has been. Always has been consistently. It was hard for her to do a lot because right. of the baby. She was not well in the initial. No. Which is part of mm-hmm. what got them into that situation. Uh-huh. The RV situation, you know. There weren't many chances for her to display this behavior, but also her responsibilities to the hilltop eventually, you know, that's that's what really kept her shit tight, as Negan would say, or something like that. For some reason, she had put her thing with Glenn aside so that she could take care of the bigger community. Right, right. And and and, and she did it well. There, there mm-hmm. was a need there that she filled on the immediate mm-hmm. to the point where she did it so well that she has even Jesus on her side when they're talking about mutiny at at some point, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the yeah. episode. Yeah. It, it seals the deal on what we all thought, how she was feeling, what she was going through. But when that moment happened, when she started sobbing and started just going crazy, you know, it's not over till he's dead. No. Yeah. That whole yeah. thing. My God, my mouth, my hand went to, right to my mouth. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. It, we, that didn't, one... we didn't know that she was in the worst shape. Yeah. We because no that was idea. a very, that was a very visceral reaction. Like, yeah. Like yeah. m- between Morgan and Rick and Carol and Zeke. Mm-hmm. And yeah. She had she, it the worst. She had it the worst. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I believed it. I, I believed it. Did, I mean, I was a total surprise to me. I, I I was surprised in the sense that she's been very stoic yeah. for most of this, you know? And I mean, I it makes sense. Yeah, of course. She, it just came out of nowhere for but me. It, but, but the reaction, the visceral reaction oh was God. just took me, you know, by surprise. And when she mentioned, you know, about Glenn, I was like, oh, God, yeah. Mm, yeah. But the, it's the things that she said, like things the like- The things that she said, It's not yeah. over till, she, till he's mm-hmm. dead. No. Yeah. If you think about it this way, to kind of put it in perspective, 
perspective. Think about it from the point of view of somebody who commits a crime and kills your relative or, or your husband or your parent or, or, your, or you know, your child. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, any of these people. And this person is deemed to be allowed to live or, or, or you know, God forbid, live free. And, and it's out of your hands. And this person has made this decision or this system has made this decision. And, and you feel like justice hasn't been served in, in relation to your loved one you right. know, that's no right. longer here. And that is hard. That is a very hard pill to swallow. And from Maggie's place, like she's probably looking at it like, who is Rick to make this decision and say that this oh. person's allowed to live? Yeah, Rick and Michonne. Like, Rick yeah. and Michonne, yeah. yeah. I understand. I understand. At the end of the day, it's going to have to come down to her really looking inward again because mm-hmm. I think that the value in Rick's decision really is we need to have a world where your daughter does not have to worry about people like Negan right or I, I said daughter I didn't know I don't I don't know if it's going to be a daughter but I, I know it's going to be like I, I'm, I'm usually wrong you. about these things too so I don't know why I said that but yeah like Maggie your child mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have to have a world where you can raise your child with some sort of some form of safety right and some sort of order because that's the idea it's like right. to kind of get away from this kind of barbaric living of just sort of executing people rather than saying okay we are not going to live this way and I mean honestly it's sort of like a modified version of the, the sanctuary in the sense of like, you know, there are rules that need to be observed and having a system, a society right, of, right. of, you know, order, but not with barbaric repercussions. Right, to- right. Well, we have to kind of bring back what we lost in, mm-hmm. in society, you know, mm-hmm. in civilization. And mm-hmm. and I think that's the key point of what Rick is trying to express is that like, we right. need to start living in a way that mm-hmm. we, first of all, that we used to, but second of all, like there was a point at which we had to debate when a man had to die. I mean, you remember when Rick first came to Alexandria, mm-hmm. like trial by death, uh, porch dick, oh, God. you yeah. know, for what he did. Oh, you're, you're keeping the community unsafe. You need to go. And it's mm-hmm. like, look, look at how far he's come in terms of where he can go. You know, Carl yeah. bringing him to this new world of this new way mm-hmm. of thinking. Yeah, like absolutely. We can, we can make it like it was before. Mm-hmm. You know, we just have to make it that way. Yeah. And, and isn't it, isn't it strange? Like at the end of the day, uh-huh. <laughs> Rick is kind of like a savior. You know, people are a resource. You know, he's re-resourcing Negan. Yeah. Listen, the idea of the saviors and and the sanctuary and all that, I think initially in theory, (laughs) at its core, makes sense. But like I said, it's just became this perverse sort of like this mutation of what it was supposed to be. Yeah, there's like this nucleus philosophy, which nobody really knows or cares about, which is using no. people as a resource you know right people they just are valuable use they just use people meanwhile, yeah, meanwhile it just you know in the, in the center in the mantle mm-hmm. we have a bunch of people and, and i wanted to bring back that back because i know mm-hmm. you're so team negan but mm-hmm. I, I wrote this whole thing at the end about how you know rick is automatically better than negan and it's really yes i'm not gonna i'm not gonna argue because i mean listen negan had concubines <laughs> burn people's faces yeah but it's not it's not only that it's just the idea of liberty it's like when you have somebody yeah, that can true. on a whim decide that you threaten him mm-hmm. in any way to live under that possibility of that happening is also is bad but when your lieutenants your soldiers also are kind of an extension of that right their right. motto if you remember their motto is we take what we want give nothing back that was their was motto that, their, that was that their motto really yeah. 
That was, that was mm-hmm. Dwight said that actually, I think. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, for some reason I was thinking of the scavengers of the garbage. It was like, we take, we don't bother. That was theirs, right? Yeah. Well, uh, you know what? There's something to that, right? It's like, yeah, there's a, there take, is some, some of similarity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except they are all, they're all the same. So they're all on the same level. <laughs> Yes. We talked about their their communist socialist lifestyle. Yes, it's like we take, we don't bother. That's yeah. all. No, yeah. There's no leader. No we're leader. All, we're all leaders. We're all equals. We mm-hmm. all share. Yeah, it's like a little Marxist society. <laughs> Utopian garbage pile. I remember cycling through this season and then going to last season when we hear that motto. It's like when the soldiers do that. Yeah, I mean, you notice that when on the floor, the soldiers basically take whatever they want. Eugene employed that thing. Like he didn't have to apply by the currency rules. He just took everything that he wanted. Yeah. Because because he was in that upper echelon of soldiers mm-hmm. slash lieutenants, etc. So, yep. yeah, people would trade their freedom for safety, sure. And that was the mm-hmm. whole point of, like, in some sense, communism. is Why wouldn't you choose that in a dangerous world? Alexandrians chose a wall. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. But that's what makes the characters interesting. I'm very happy that by the end of the season, you know, they, I think that they did a good job adding complexity to Negan so that it was believable for him to have tears in his eyes and be conflicted over what Rick is telling him and be really kind of taking it all in and actually thinking, oh God, yeah, do do I really want to do this? Like, this isn't really what I want, you know? And to see Rick use that moment to his advantage to take him down, but basically have mercy on him, it was pretty compelling because, I mean, that was my thing. I mean, when that throat slashing happened, and can I just say, it's like, that always makes me so uncomfortable. Every time people's throats get slit in in this show, my automatic- at least, yeah. Yes, my automatic (laughs) reaction is always to like (laughs) I wrap my hands around my throat automatically every time (laughs) I feel like like you do the thing where you tap Eddie and you go Eddie promise you'll never do that to me Don't, don't ever, no matter how mad you are, no matter don't how bad it gets, don't do that. Don't no. go there. Like, no, no that's, oh, I, can't. <laughs> I was telling a coworker over mm. like our, our instant messaging system at work every time, you know, that there's slitting people's throats. And I was like, I can't believe I just typed that in the office. <laughs> you know, they journal these chats, right? I know. <laughs> yeah, like the HR goes, I think we need to have a word. I think we need to have a chat. <laughs> oh, no, it's a television show. I know. We monitor that. It's just a TV show. I don't watch it at work. Like, come on. (laughs) No, what did you think when Negan said... (laughs) HR. Oh, jeez. Oh, How did that yeah. make you feel? Okay, I think we've got a live one here. Oh my god, Jesus! <laughs> it's a good thing they need you. It's work. a good. I know, right? It's They'll so put up with you. They put up with this, yeah. So when it happened, I mean, like I said, I was fully ready. Like, okay, this is gonna happen because I was like, they're not killing him off. Negan's not dying. That ain't happening. There might have been a five percent chance Ooh. in my mind that I thought maybe they'll go against the grain and they'll do that. Like Perhaps. for five seconds, you thought they would get rid of him, especially when it was kind of hanging in the balance and there was that you know that moment that you were saying that time kind of stopped mm-hmm. where it just kind of felt like we were just kind of just just kind of hanging there that i was like oh what's gonna happen yeah, right just now see, seeing the anguish in, in negan's eyes yes, and yes. Rick, rick kind of trying to relay his, carl's right, message right i was like what's exactly gonna happen and then when it happened Oh, it, it broke my it broke my heart for Negan. Just the reaction where you know, like I said, his his, his reaction what he said to him, and he went down. Carl I was didn't like, no shit. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh. But him saying that, I think, is what really brought Rick back. I agree. It I caused agree. the system like a system crash because yep, it did. It caused a system crash where it's like, nope, save him. Uh-huh. Yeah, because no, because like immediately 
mm-hmm. he thought to himself, oh my God, what did Carl mm-hmm. would not have wanted this. No, Carl would not have wanted this. Nope. You know, a- am I really creating a world mm-hmm. where, first of all, people can look at me in any sort of way, like, okay, now if I let Negan die, mm-hmm. people will think of me as this mighty kind of, exactly what Negan but, but did. But they're going to look at you as Negan. They will yeah, look at yeah. you in the same way. And you kind of saw semblances of that when he gets Negan down and it pans out and you see everybody just staring. Yeah. Everybody's just standing there, defenseless, just staring at what just happened, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly, like, exactly. That just was watching, right? Just everybody. watching. Frozen, just everybody just standing there watching. It's like that whole standoff that he had with Simon. Like, yes. To be the man, you got to beat the man. Yeah. It's like, it's like Great no, 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 no. I don't want to be the man. Right. This yeah, is no, not that's what a very wanted that's a very good point you know because in negan's world it is important to be the alpha male right somebody's got to run this thing somebody's got to run this thing and honestly i bought into that by the way you know what i that was the whole 13.1 episode it's like this is how it's got to be for these people they won't be able to live any other way and yeah i mean it's the whole age-old argument that people make in terms of you know society and you know how democratic can you be or how equal can you be right you know in terms of leadership because inevitably somebody always ends up rising to the top in terms of leading. I think the thing that we learned from history and something that Negan didn't quite get but he tried to mm-hmm. implement mm-hmm. was like the Napoleon thing, the Caesar and yeah, you know, yeah. all mm-hmm. these different, em- the Persian Empire, all these yeah. empires that spread themselves too thin that were too mm-hmm. top heavy. Like yes, the French Empire, one of the last, I think, successful mm-hmm. empires in the known world. Uh-huh didn't learn from history. Mm. They thought they could do it better. Negan didn't quite... He thought he could hack it, uh-huh. but he didn't leave behind a system that would have been well off enough if he mm-hmm. just at some point died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is which was my concern with 13.1 when we did that 13.1 update. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have a system with which you could pass it on to somebody or to yeah. have some sort of uh, governing body or at least like a, a couple of people that can actually... First of all, that understand the vision that you uh-huh create rules to maintain that vision yeah nobody he knew understood that except for maybe eugene you know Mm -hmm. keeping everybody Mm -hmm. safe is paramount lives are important yep Mm-hmm. So, and this is kind of all related to you know what do you do in a situation of a societal collapse? Yeah, what do you, what do you default to? Yeah, you know? it doesn't and, hurt that they were all there. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the main people that would be you know enforcing or or just guiding people mm-hmm. in, in that moment. So yeah. he did he didn't beat the man, and no. in, but in the end he used Negan as a resource. Yes, to yep. to He's make everybody useful. Example. Yeah, yep. he, he used him to basically convince his side to back down and. He's going to be a living beacon to that. There'll be some sort of order, yeah. Some sort of order, yeah. That it's not a me thing, that, and that's the whole thing. I think that in the end, that this is really weird. We're kind of bringing it back to the beginning of of mm-hmm. the season. The things that we said about the USA and even oh, being like the USSR. Oh Jesus! Yeah, we we said that Rick kind of exemplifies like the Republic. It wasn't mm-hmm. just about him. It was him and Michonne and Maggie and, and basically all the people that we kind of know near the top that kind of share in the decision making that have their own expertise that have their own voice in terms of how the future is going to be shaped out like Mm -hmm. michonne drove that bus like crazy like you know if we're going to think about the future we should think about this Mm -hmm. rick rick wants to make people safe maggie's a born planner and leader 
You know, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. and using that conjunction. Okay, you have a society that can thrive by relying on people power, mm-hmm. you know, believing in people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think in that one moment, he was kind of showing all these key people, these key influencers. You know, at this moment, this was like a conference yeah. for them. That yeah, this that this is the way we could be doing things. We can lead by example, and we can lead in committee. Yeah. Tribunals. Yeah, you have a doctor. You have all these key people that really want to save and help people. Mm -hmm. And yeah, maybe we'll marry some of Negan's philosophy. Maybe we'll... (laughs) Well, yeah. Maybe even the damned can be useful. Like, look what they did with the savior escapees. They, yeah. they, they at some point they said okay we can't just have you sitting in pig pens all day no and this is what i'm talking about you rehabilitate good point they are they are useful individuals people are a resource in the apocalypse and people are a resource now yeah, people have value <laughs> right people have value and it is a lot more productive to essentially rehabilitate these individuals from the savior mentality to a less authoritative sort of environment. And some have an easier time than others. I mean, we saw that Alden obviously was very much like, look, you know, that's that's not our thing. That that was the group that we happened to fall into because, right. you know, the, the circumstances are what they are. But we don't prescribe to that kind of mentality. You know, that's yeah. not what we're about. But when you see Laura, like even at the end of the episode, the neck tattoo chick, yeah. there's still this sort of discomfort, sort of like, you know, it's, it's going to Oh, yeah, time. for sure. I was going to mention know? that. Yeah, yeah there, there's going to take time to basically acclimate into this new way of doing things where it's like okay we're gonna barter we're gonna you know we're gonna have commerce here between you know these different communities and to try and rebuild i mean just like after the world wars you know it's the same let's thing just, let's just pool our resources bottom line i think the needs because it's something that you mentioned the herd basically that the mega herd that was coming ah, yes the i think there's herd. no time for commerce now they need to fortify their infrastructure it looks as though i expected so much more from that herd well i don't think um, it's time yet i think i think they're it's not time yet, but I was hoping. I was hoping for a little teaser. I was hoping oh, for oh, he has a thing for next season. But yeah, I I think right now I think they're more concerned about fortifying. They're more right. concerned about the rebuilding. Get, yeah, yeah, getting stocks though too, yeah. stocks of food, and mm-hmm. so now they have to kind of basically take an account of their resources and just fortify yeah. their ranks because yep, you know if we're not careful, we're not going to survive this mega herd. Yeah, especially when they realize that it's mostly people. <laughs> Man, just saying. Yeah, well, Spoiler. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll I, you know what? We'll save it. We'll say yeah, I know what you're talking we'll about. Yeah. There's already mm-hmm. some buzzes, not only in The Walking Dead, but even Fear of the Walking Dead. Some people are saying, oh, that's a blah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. <laughs> but, like, but yeah. Blah. Oh, that's not, a, that's not a walker. That's a blah. <laughs> It's a, it's a blah. It's yeah. a blah. I can prove it. There's a circle with that red arrow. Oh, God. In yeah. all those memes. I hate that stuff. Oh, I know. Internet culture those. sucks. Oh, jeez. Yeah, like people get into it, man. When I you mean, find out what this is, circle, arrow, oh. you'll shit your pants. You'll wear shitting yeah. pants. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's so um. ridiculous. <laughs> that was one of the things that disappointed me because I, like I said, I really was anticipating a bigger, a, a bigger nod to what's coming yeah. than what they did. I, I do fully interpret that, that comment, you know, in terms of like, wow, I haven't seen her that big. And Rick being like, oh, things are changing. I'm like, hint, hint. Yep. I, I, I see you. I, I see you and I hear you, what you're saying. Yep. <laughs> But message received. Mess exactly. (laughs) Message received. So no, you want you want this is I know what you want. You want payment for all the suffering. 
I wanted to see, I wanted to see this. <laughs> I don't know. Should I? No, 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 no. Because I, you know what? The people who know, no. Yeah, no. And the okay. people that don't know, it's fine. Don't want to know. Okay. Because, and I'll tell you why it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay because I think when it happens, it should be an organic thing. True. Something that people should figure out that why didn't we do this before, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. In some way we did, but I think mm-hmm. I, I think really truly, I think it should be something that gets discovered. And when they yeah. discover it, they should just be as surprised as we is. And know, maybe and, we and, and maybe that's what they want to do. They want to have it as like a sort of surprise, sort of like sort of thing. But I was really, I, I mean, you know, like I said, I was hoping for a tease. Just a tease. That's all. Just a little tease. Where's my winter? That's what I'm saying. Maybe it'll just combine the two things. I don't know. I was like, anyway. something, maybe. I was like, yeah. oh, well, no, all right, never mind. But um, yeah, now that there is that adjustment and some saviors are probably more apt to get with the program and others are, it's going to take time, you know? Yeah. I, but you can see, obviously, that Negan's wives are fully on board and comfortable, you know, because when, um, yeah. I think it was Tara and Rosita, when they came over there to the sanctuary, those were Negan's wives, those ladies that um, yeah, you know, kind of greeted yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they were no longer wearing the mandatory black cocktail dresses anymore they are. honestly i hardly recognize them which is so funny yes. no it's true it's like it was hard to recognize them because they were always having to wear black cocktail dresses you know God, what though I authoritative to, yeah exactly <laughs> okay. wear your uniform yes pretty much jeez okay. yeah it's crazy but, but you know what mm-hmm. i want to go back to what you said about laura just being in the field and giving up mm-hmm, i, I, I kind of there are two things that kind of make that scene so brilliant because mm-hmm. number one you already have Negan going down this path yeah that he's not usually gone down so that there, there's got to be a lot of people picking up on that mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. thought the whole thing was breaking people down so we could use them as resources and get their food and all that mm-hmm. stuff right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the second thing is that I think part of them a lot of them mm-hmm. really are just they don't want to live this way yeah I think at, at their core yeah I think at their core who wants to live their lives always fighting always yeah. fighting I mean I, it's exhausting. And I mean, you can see, obviously, at that in that scene with Rick, Negan's exhausted, too. It's, yeah, it's they, exhausting. They hadn't even captured him yet. And they were just kind of like, you you guys have us beat. Yeah, it's exactly. Just, there's no point. Like, our lives are worth way more than you mm-hmm. exerting energy and killing us. Yeah. Yep. If there's any mm-hmm. hope to have our lives saved and live another day, this yeah. is way more, th- way more than yeah. us being gone. Yep. For sure. Absolutely. So I get it. I totally get it. I, I think... Mm-hmm. That's, I think I understood that way from the beginning. A lot of these people just kind of went along with it. It's what, like you just said with Alden, it's just like... It's circumstances. We just fell into it. Yeah. The thing is that you don't have the liberty to say, oh, I'm in the sanctuary. Oh, I'm not really crazy about it. Life over here. I'm just going to hop on over next door. It's like, you don't have that luxury. So, I mean, yeah. you're kind of just stuck with the circumstances that you're in. Yeah. It started with a badass biker gang, right? Yes. And then yep. it moved on to something bigger. Like, you, you as you absorbed more people that that could that really I guess maybe fell into the philosophy but I think as people get comfortable like even Negan getting comfortable like that and, and mm-hmm. all these people at the top getting comfortable like that you're gonna have a lot of people that fall in fall in line like that kind of life being able to take what they want mm-hmm. and they maintain that aspect of it and that yeah it's all the more reason to keep it up but mm-hmm. Some of the, the people that actually kind of maybe want to live another day, that people mm-hmm. want to be safe, I think when they see that things are kind of turning, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like this infection is getting worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Laura, probably, it's like, hey, this isn't worth it. It's mm-hmm. just not worth living like this. Yeah. All these perks mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> 
So I don't, it was just gratifying just to see them. Surrender. It was, it was, it was gratifying. Like, I mean, when it finally happened, I was like, well, that's it. It's over. Also, it made me kind of right too, about mm-hmm. really this whole thing hinging on one guy mm. and this one guy's philosophy that nobody gets is, right. is, is keeping this whole house of cards up. Mm-hmm. That's it. You, mo- you remove that one bottom card, the whole thing comes tumbling the down. Whole th- the whole thing comes tumbling down. Yeah. Yeah. It just couldn't, it's not sustainable, man. No. And I mean, I mean, we don't know how long they sustained it for as long as they did, but yeah, it's, it's not. Eventually it was all going to crumble. Yeah. Yeah. Now here's the thing. There's a question that I have. Okay. With Carl gone. Okay. What's, I can't even imagine what Negan becomes. I, I, yeah, I have a hard time. I'll, I'll be very interested to see. Does not seem like it's going to be Daryl. Obviously not. No. We, we were wrong about that. We for were sure. We were very wrong about that. That was super surprising to me. Like, yeah. That, that very much shocked me. I will say like mission accomplished, walk, walking dead. You shocked mm-hmm. me. When Maggie goes on her spiel and says how um, Rick and Michonne were wrong, they'll buy their time and get their strengths up. And when they do, they'll show them Jesus fully on board and Daryl fully on board. That was very, very shocking to me. Very, very shocking. But I'm getting some Civil War sort of uh, vibes oh, going on here. Do you think like Negan joins forces with Rick and Michonne in some way? Yeah, I'm actually kind of wondering if maybe this is Daryl's, I don't know if I want to say exit, but maybe sort of like road out or, I mean, there's always been speculation about Daryl. I mean, honestly, I will say this is probably the most interesting thing that they think that they've done with Daryl in years. You know, they haven't really done much with this character in some time. So this is actually probably the most interesting thing, although it's Maggie more at the home rather than him. Well, yeah. Um, you've got these like two characters that seem as though, seems as though that like they're irreparable, mm-hmm. Maggie and Daryl. But mm-hmm. Daryl lets Dwight go. I guess he doesn't really blame him. He doesn't really blame, because I think it's already been proven that Dwight was was not selling them out. Like it, it was established. Right. Dwight was being held prisoner by, by Negan because it was discovered that he was basically selling secrets over to you know Rick and crew so right and was being know, played the whole time yeah he was he was honest with them he really was trying to help them up until the point where he got caught I think Daryl doesn't want him there but at the same time he doesn't feel that he needs to kill them it's not worth it like that right I'm wondering if yeah this is all part of going towards the direction of Negan being an ally to Rick mm. rather than the people who he thought were his allies like Maggie or, or like Daryl or, or I mean I say Jesus but I mean, it's not like he has much of a history with Jesus, but I mean, most, mostly Maggie and Daryl. Do you think Judith might take his place in some fashion? Who, Carl? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I meant, yeah, well, Judith take, it takes Carl, Carl's place as like the Carl's jailer. Role. Yeah. You know what? I just too thought young. about it. I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I think I don't think Negan would do anything to a kid. That no, seems no, kind of no. obvious. No, no, no. He wouldn't so maybe do Maybe all the more reason. Right? I'm just trying to think if it's believable. No. That's what I'm just trying to like. Because yeah. the thing is, it's like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know necessarily how you, what you do. You or know? do they I mean, go that route at all, right? Maybe, yeah, that's the thing. They might not at all. Like that might be something that they just don't go down. Or maybe, or maybe it's Rick. Maybe it's like conversations mm. that Rick has with him. Those are these kind of candid one-on-one 
one-to-one conversations that they have between the bars. It's, I mean, honestly, that to me is more believable. I could at see this, that. Well, at this point, <laughs> like we have yeah. a choice. <laughs> yeah, because I just don't see, even Daryl. Like, Henry, even, maybe? I don't know. I just don't think that they would, it, the, those conversations are so important that yeah. I don't see them wasting them on a character like Henry that's sort of like, oh, who is that again? Oh, I agree. I agree. So I could see it being more Rick, to be honest with you. Yeah, honestly, though, I could see this as a really, really interesting opportunity to say, hey, guys, what if there was nobody? And what happens to Negan as a result of that? And Mm -hmm. what kind of a Negan do we get as a result of Carl not being there or or not Mm -hmm. having these conversations? And how does that shape the show? Because... By the way, side note, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was super disappointed that they had killed off Carl. Oh, really? Oh, tell me well, more. Well, he's a big fan of the comics, so that was a big sell oh. for him on the character. He really oh. liked the relationship. I was told that he was on Howard Stern, so I listened oh. to it, to his interview, and it was actually a very good interview. Side note. <laughs> not that we aren't already on a side note. Double side note? Okay. Double side note. He's obviously not Negan. Right. He's Dean Morgan. But they got into this sort of philosophical conversation of like, who's the bigger villain, Rick versus Negan, that sort of thing. Mm. And, you know, from their mindset, they were very much like, you know, well, Negan's the big, bigger villain. And so he kind of, you know, was sort of like defending himself. And he kind of said exactly what I've been saying, where he's like, look, Rick went into my, he went into my satellite station, killed like, what, 50 of my men in their sleep. But it was kind of funny how he kind of reverted to his character. <laughs> right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, to start. Okay. Can you can you lower the sound of your voice now, Jeffrey Dean Morgan? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know what happened. Yeah. No, <laughs> I blanked I out. What did I say? Yeah. But it was funny. You know, he was saying that and they were like, yeah, but, you know, Negan also has, you know, wives that he forces to sleep with and burns people's faces. He's like, okay, you know, I'll give you that. <laughs> Man, he's looking good. Who, what, what happened? I like, I like his beard. This is why a lot of people feel that there very well will be a time jump because he's grown out this beard because that is what happens in the comic. It's like, you know, we jump in the future and, you know, you see Negan in, in the jail cell and, you know, he has a beard, you know, he's been in jail, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, filming is going to be, it's less than a week. It starts actually. Jesus Christ. In Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, they're already getting on that horse. But that's the thing. I mean, they stopped filming, I think, back oh, in. Oh, yeah. They stopped filming in November. December, right? November. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably even December, let's say. Probably some posts and stuff like that. But yeah, they mm-hmm. for all these months, they've been just trying to keep it under wraps. That's the, I know that's the that's so crazy, isn't it, right? Yeah, it's flying the, flying uh, Lenny James like in the in the middle of the night and then oh hustling God. him to a hotel room for a month. I know. Until they they started filming. Be, oh my God. They have to be so careful with that sort of thing because of people like the spoiling dead. I'm telling yeah. you, these guys are like everywhere. Did they, did they spoil Morgan, by the way, too? Or Morgan crossing no, over? No. But, but you know what? It's like I don't check their site regularly. So I never, I wasn't really looking for that. So they might have. Who knows? Possible. Mm. Or I, I think they might have beaten them to the punch, to be honest with you, you know, because they made a big deal of announcing who the crossover character was going to be. So it's, I think that they kind of try to get ahead of something like that potentially happening. So they just kind of figured like, you know, we're just going to, we're going to announce it ourselves. <laughs> you can only hide Lenny James for so long too. Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. I know. Jeez. Living in secrecy like that and only having a week off too, by the way, and then just going straight into filming. Yeah. That's tough. Oof. Uh, I actually, I actually wrote down Rick's letter to Carl. How did you feel about that, first of all? Do you think it was a little hokey? You know what? It happened so fast. (laughs) I'm so bitter and cynical. No. This, story, this, this show has broken me, emotionally uh, speaking. I know. Emotionally speaking, it's like I've seen quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, the, 
You know what I will say gets to me? <laughs> when it comes to kills and murders and, and all the crazy shit that happens on the show, I do not have a problem with all the crazy zombie killings and turning people into ground beef and, you know, with the scavengers and all of that. I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, gross, but I like, you know, whatever. It's just the people, people right? It's people suffering. I yeah. have a very, very hard time with that. So what happened to Glenn and Abraham, that stayed with me for a very long time. And like I said, like the, the strongest parts of, to me that resonated for me in this episode were Negan's reaction at the tree and Maggie's reaction. Mm, because yeah. it was just such a emotionally charged reaction and that gets to me yeah and everybody so, being quiet in that moment too just made yeah, it so much more it, it just made it so much more impactful i'm glad you mentioned that about people's reactions because when maggie like flips out you know you see like daryl just look down and shake his head you know that he's not in agreement with what's going on you know he's mm. obviously not saying anything he's not doing anything but he's not he doesn't agree with it either. right right you know? right Ugh. it's funny that you mentioned glenn's death too and mm-hmm. uh, and abraham's because negan does Yes, how he. I I I've been holding back because mm-hmm. I didn't want to kill a kid in front of his dad. But I mm-hmm. I had originally picked you, and then mm-hmm. I just had to choose two people instead of you to show you that I was really I meant mm-hmm. the business. Yeah, but it should have been you because if it wasn't for you, Carl would still be alive, and that just like it just got me yeah. a little too. It's like holy yeah. crap. Yeah, that was that was definitely deep. Basically, all the moments at the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Those were, to me, the strongest moment. Negan's dialogue, Maggie's dialogue, that was all very, very strong to me. It was the um, giving tree. <laughs> giving tree. Gave us a lot of... Gave us a lot. Resolution, I guess, in a way. like Somewhat closer. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> I, I don't know how I felt about the ending. I, I, I was okay with it, you know, in terms of Rick's letter and all of that. I don't know how I really expected them to end it, to be honest with you. Like, I, I'm not sure. I guess if I were to say how I would have wanted it to end... Wait, we all expected there to be at least some sort of time jump. You know what I would have expected or what I would have liked in my ideal world? Rick reads the letter. You have his voiceover. As that's happening, maybe we see Rick in the future and he's, again, the old man Rick, but he opens his eyes and then we cut. Oh, And we don't, and we don't know. We don't, that's, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of shit I'm talking it's about. It's like fade to white and then fades back to Rick in the, in the bed again. Yeah. Right. Rick in the bed again, opens his eyes and that's it. And we Weird Al comes on, dude. Yeah, there we go. Weird Al comes <laughs> God, that was random. You know, that's probably Kirkman's like favorite. <laughs> you know, it's like, why? Even Weird Al was like, I don't know why they changed <laughs> Oh, really? That's yeah. so funny. Yeah, like when it first aired and everybody's like, oh, that's Weird Al. And Weird Al was like, I'm super flattered, but I have no idea why. I just don't get it. <laughs> God, Weird Al. Jeez. Oh, man. Yeah, well, another one rides the bus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, what, I see what you're saying. That's a pretty good storyboarding there from Carol. That yeah. <laughs> AMC, I'm here. Uh, hey, I'll jump <laughs> just, ship. I'm just saying, if you need some sort of, you know, insight, any thoughts, like you know how I talk about like teaser, that yeah. would have been sufficient for me. Yeah, that would have yeah, been yeah. enough to a just kind of say a taste of like, you know what, we are going to do a time jump, and you'll see. You what just won't see anything else. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, it's like, but we will do a time jump, but you'll you'll see what that the interpretation of Carl's future is based on what Rick can do. We'll get a taste like that. We will see it. And then so, like you could do whatever you want later. I don't care. Yeah, at that yeah, point. Do what, yeah, do whatever you want. But it's like at least you kind of leave with that because my criticism was just that I just felt like it just ended so abruptly. And then it was like, okay, on to fear. And it was like, okay, fine. Okay. Well, here, here, here's my alternate ending. If, okay, alternate if, ending. It fades to black, not white. 
Okay. And then all of a sudden you hear gunshots in the background. Uh-huh. And then you see Terminators and then all of a sudden it's 15 years later and oh Judith is, is is shooting machines. And she's John and she's John Connor. Right, exactly. Like how I've been saying. Yeah. And then exactly. Heath comes down from a helicopter and picks her up and says, <laughs> "You you don't have all the information then cut." Oh, <laughs> That's it. Oh my god. <laughs> you don't have all the information. <laughs> Oh my God! He's like shaking Judith. Oh. Heath is like um, 15 years older, so he's like what, like 40 maybe? Yeah, he's like maybe 40. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! He has one eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You God. have to go back in time and stop your dad from not killing Negan. Oh my God! <laughs> this is yeah. what leads to the machines rising. Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> God. You're welcome. Cross- crossover with what's world. <laughs> yeah. oh, no. <laughs> very good oh, very good hey God. i think this is where we're gonna leave it yeah we're gonna try i don't mm-hmm. think this is gonna happen but we're gonna <laughs> try to kick out season four episode one of fear the walking dead yes but i just want to say it's been a very very great journey yes and it's been a very satisfying end to a very long and arduous two seasons it felt like it it felt like we went through the war yeah (laughs) we we were basically the buffer between you and the show hopefully like Mm -hmm. just a little gateway into the inside and and knowing that you you have somebody that's suffering with you yeah, and, and breaking throughout. down these episodes, you know, into little tiny pebbles. Yeah, you know, that's that's uh, that's our job. That's what we do. Yeah, to make uh, it a little bit more manageable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I hope that you guys stick around for many more. Uh, I think the style of our podcast going forward with Fear the Walking Dead is going to be a little bit more out there. I I, I think we're we're working with a lot less history, with a lot more right. new characters right now. Yeah, yeah, it's a different yeah, it's a different approach. Yeah, and uh, obviously we're going to be taking it from different angles, and, and mm-hmm. I don't know. There's be a, I think there's a lot more to actually be able to do because the mm-hmm. characters aren't as established. So right, yeah, this could be really fun. Yeah, interesting. Thank you for sticking around with us this uh, this entire season eight, and we wish you the best. Tune in for more of us. Yes. With that, we bid you a good season. So long. Take care, y'all. See you soon. I know now. You've given me so much. After you've given me so much. I can see. Dear Carl. I remember. I forgot who I was. You made me remember. I remember that feeling. Walking with you that day. Like I finally knew who I was for the first time in my life. Thing is, we were walking side by side, but you were bringing me somewhere. Bringing me here. Bringing all of us to the new world, Carl. You showed me the new world. You made it real. I see it. I remember. Dad. <laughs>